everybody. We are back with the Hot by Happy Hour. Sammy, still out for the time being, but we brought back a familiar face. I got Kobe with me, and I got Tom with me. Kobe, how's it going? How's it going, Quinn? Sammy can't hang, apparently. I've got myself a nice whiskey on the rocks, a little cheap stuff, a little Evan Williams. That's what was left in the freezer. So that's what we're drinking tonight. It's uh, it's whiskey. There, there, it's whiskey. Uh, uh, it's the first uh, pot of the year that I get to be outside on the porch, hanging out. It's great weather, good time, ready to hang out with you guys. What about you, Tom? What are you up to? I got uh, a nice Kona Big Wave Golden Ale. Always a good summer brew. I love it. I love it. Once, once it hits like 75 and above, grabbing a Kona is my thing. Um, got the Nets and Celtics game going on, so uh, waiting for that sweep to happen. Uh, you know, chilling like a villain, doing everything we can. Great. Yeah, hanging out tonight. Got a uh, got a Yingling going. You know, took a break from the uh, Sublimely for a little bit. So, yeah. And of course, if, if Sammy was here, something that, you know, very near and dear to his heart, he would be smoking a cigar. And you know, if he was smoking a cigar, he'd be smoking it from bestcigarprices.com. You can still go on that website. His promo code, Sammy Claus, still active, will get you 10% off of anything in the entire store. And they are true to their word on best cigar prices. You can find another online store that beats their prices. They'll go ahead and match it for you, and then you can still use that promo code on top of that. All right. Usually when it comes to these shows, we have multiple topics, lots of things going on. Obviously, this is draft week. So just like we did last year, we got one big thing. All three of us have a first-round mock draft ready to go, and we're going to run through it. Y'all ready? Let's do it. All right. So... First overall pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Kobe. I'm going to go away from the mainstream on this. I'm saying Evan Neal. That's the best pass protector in the draft, in my opinion. There's one other guy that might be up there, but I think this guy's a little bit more uh, well-rounded. Uh, Evan Neal, I think you, know, you took uh, Trevor Lawrence number one last year overall. You're going to want to protect that. He's clearly your franchise. They've got uh, Juwan. I can remember his first name. I can never remember his last name. We talked about it earlier, Quinn. The the, the other tackle for... Uh, Iquanu? Yeah, Jaquanu. Um, he's in the last year's deal. Oh, no. I, I thought you were talking about the other tackle in the draft. Uh, no, Juwan James. Juwan James. Yeah, Juwan James. He's in the last year of his contract. And then uh, Evan Neal... We'll take over for that, I think. I think and their other tackle is playing on a tag. Yeah. So you only have your top two tackles for one year. Go get the best pass protector in the draft. He's six seven. I think it was three twenty. And he moves like he's two sixty. It's insane. Tom, who you got him taking? Uh like everyone else, I have in Hutchinson. Um, I, I was going to be a little controversial. I, I think that if they're not going to go Aiden Hutchinson, it'll be wide receiver, but I'm going to go with Aiden Hutchinson in this scenario. Cause honestly, Josh Allen and him would make a great com combo. Um, but you also have, you know, an absolutely stacked 
stacked defense coming into this year, and I think that'll help them in the long run, especially uh, bring back that Saxonville defense. Yeah, I get I'm taking Hutchinson as well. It's just I don't I don't know. I think that uh, it's one of those prospects that's too good to pass up. It's and, interesting. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead, Quinn. Yeah, I mean that that's that's pretty much what I had to say. I mean, it's just what. It, this one thing that I do think is really cool, though, about this draft and something that I thought about earlier today, but I didn't mention to you, Kobe. When was the last time we had an NFL draft that going into draft day, it wasn't like, yep, this guy's number one. That was the point I was about to interrupt your point to make. Yeah. So that number one, none of the three of us have the betting odds favorite to get the number one overall. Because yeah, it's Trayvon Walker. It's Trayvon Walker. Which is which is insane because before the combine, uh, I saw this tweet and it went along the lines of Trayvon Walker's uh, combine might be the best performance in the combine ever because when he was in pads he wasn't even a first rounder, but then we saw him in underwear. <laughs> That's what everyone I mean, that... said about Josh Allen too, the quarterback. Well, Big hands, strong arm. Damn, he and... looks good in shorts. Thank you, John right. Group. That's that's the thing with Trayvon Trayvon Walker is no one's talking about him. He's first round, but he's both, and then all of a sudden just has a bang on combine. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I've seen this before in the NFL. Josh Ross is a clear example of this. Most recently, absolutely blew out the combine. Was a first round draft pick going into it. Uh, it's hard to say that. I think he'll be an absolutely dominant force, but I don't think he'll go first first overall. Yeah, um, and I agree he's not going first overall, but that's because I have him going number two to the Detroit Lions. Tom, we'll flip the order this time. Who you got going second to Detroit? Uh, I got to agree with you, Quinn. Trayvon Walker makes sense here. You lost Trey Flowers. You're, you've got no big name on that defense. You don't really have anything in between your first and second tier defense. I mean – it's a no-brainer. I mean, like, Detroit needs an identity. It's a tough city. You need a tough defense. I think he's going to create a presence the second he gets in the locker room. He's going to go rookie. bite some kneecaps. Go bite some kneecaps. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I want to see him in I want to see him in a Detroit Lions uniform. I think that'll that'll be where he fits best. Kobe. That was, that was what I was going to say. Who is the most Dan Campbell player in this draft? And it's Walker, isn't it? it, it it's nobody. Look at look at Aiden Hutchinson. Every single snap for Plus, every. You don't have Hutchinson off your board, yeah? No, Hutchinson is going later. Um, not too much later, but not well, Walker's going later. Sorry, Hutchinson's going next. I think uh, the Detroit Lions have a conversation, Walker or Hutchinson here, but I think it's. Dan Campbell wants that guy because that is absolutely a dude that wants to bite kneecaps. A hundred percent. Every snap for every one of his 43 games in college, he plays with everything. There's few players in the few players I've seen in recent history come out where they just every snap they're, they're added a hundred percent other than the Watt brothers. I can't really think of a guy that really rivals this guy's, uh, uh, talent and effort level. Miles Garrett. 
I was gonna say the Bosa brothers coming out were fucking wild. I'll give but you that. that. I'll give you the Bosa yeah, brothers. But that, and that's the thing, though. Look at all the names that we just mentioned alongside of him. Yeah, we, we, we want Watts, the Bosas, and Miles Garrett. I don't agree with the Miles Garrett one because I think he takes plays off. But yeah, the Bosas and Watts for sure. He doesn't Especially- need to take plays off. He needs to get triple teamed. But, <laughs> and then he doesn't stare. Yeah. Once you see three linemen shift over to you, you're like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> when half the Steelers offense is looking at you, you're the problem. <laughs> oh, man. With that, go into uh, pick number three, Houston Texans. Tom, who you got them taking? So I have them going Kyle Hamilton here. Safety out of Notre Dame. Uh, I think it's the best move for them to really shore up that defense that just had a bunch of holes on it. They have, so they acquired Desmond King in the offseason to play corner. I think Hamilton, you can move around. You could throw him, you could throw him in a nickel, you could throw him in a slot, you could throw him all over. He's long, he's lanky, he's speedy. I mean, I just think he'll work better there. Um, and playing with a veteran like Desmond King, who I know. Quinn, I know you kind of have a hate hate love relationship with him, but I, I think it'll him. be I do miss him though. I'm just saying I think it I think it'll be the most I think it would be the most smart move for Houston Texans going forward. It's a need they have and it's with players that are gonna make each other better in the long run. Kobe. When you're a team like Houston and you need a guy you need a guy that Similar to Kansas City last year with Honey Badger, where you needed a guy that could play three positions. I think the main player in this draft that can do that is Trayvon Walker because of his athletic ability. He can rush off the edge. He can you see him line up in, in the in, in at interior D line at times, come on stunt on uh stunt uh blitzes and and things like that. And you even saw him line up at outside linebacker on occasion. Uh not great in coverage, but he, he's a rusher. That's what he is. But he can play at any position with his hand in the dirt. And I think that's why you get Walker. You create havoc for offensive lines. And sometimes just putting him in a different position and having it and showing a look that you've not shown before will confuse an O-line and, and, and put young quarterbacks on their back. Yeah, and he's athletic enough. Like, you could even drop him back into, like, a quick little mid-read. That's what I'm saying. He's like not a bluff blitz, and like he's not going to play good in coverage. But man, if all of a sudden he's backing off the line, a quarterback might just throw the ball right at him. Yeah, Watch. that's a. There you go, Kobe. He he strike. He just he can play at any position on the field. And you're right. Just line him up at the line, and then have him step back, kind of like James Harrison, Super Bowl forty three. Yep. And athletic ability. He'd take that to. He'd take that hundred yards. He has that speed. He has that strength, and. He has that uh, that fuck you attitude that that you have to have it on D line. So, what, uh, great play to look up if you guys are kind of wondering to see what Trayvon Walker can do. Peach Bowl against Cincinnati two years ago. It's a great play. He drops back uh, and almost intercepts the ball. And Desmond Ritter, who we'll talk about later, um, just absolutely did not see him because he was so yep. quick to get to the edge. So. Uh, definitely, definitely a smart move by Houston to go after. Yeah, and of course, I got 
Hutchinson and Walker already off the board. It's interesting, Kobe, me and you have the same top three, but none of us, none of it lines up on picks. I got him taking Evan Neal here. Um, and the big reason is the Texans seem like they believe they have their guy at quarterback now with Davis Mills. And if that's the case, what's one of the first things you do if you think you've got your guy? You get him a great left tackle, Evan Neal. That will go to pick number four, the first of the New York Jets picks. Kobe, who you got him taking? I think this one's an easy one. Sauce Gardner. That's Revis Island. Next. Yeah. Uh, Tom? I got I got uh, Thibodeau coming off here. Kayvon Thibodeau comes off here because, okay. you know, you've got Quinn Williams who has shown to be a comp, uh, competent He's defensive good. tackle. He's good. Um, the fact that he blessed himself, I wasn't a fan of, but whatever. Um, I mean, right now, the, the defensive room for the Jets has a lot of names in it that you might recognize. Benny Curry, Carl Lawson, uh, Sheldon Rankin, uh, Nathan Shepard, Solomon Thomas, and Quinn Williams, and Jabari uh, Zuniga. I don't know how you say his last name, but he was a draft pick from last year. They have a lot of talent in that room, but no one that stands out outside of Quinn Williams. A lot of those guys are older, getting older, bringing a young guy. I think he works for the Jets a lot better. Uh, and if he falls in their lap, I mean, how could you not take him? Yeah, and it's it's interesting that those were your guys' two picks because those were the two that I really sat there on with the Jets. Was I was like, is it going to be Thibodeau or is it going to be Sauce? I think it's going to be one of those two. One of them, I think they'll both be there. And and neither of them will be there at 10. So if you're the Jets, you're like, we got to get one of them now. We're not going to get the other one. And I got them taking Sauce Gardner, I think. And, and the big one is uh, because, Tom, with all those names that you just listed, all you listed was front seven guys. And there is just a much bigger need at corner than there is at D-end right now for the New York Jets. I'd say that's a fair argument. I mean, it's. I don't I, think they go wrong either way. If I'm a Jets fan, I'm happy no. with either pick. Because they they have a packed defensive back room and a packed defensive lineman room. So either way, you're just adding more depth to a to a position that you already have. And I think that's kind of where Sala wants to go. Give me as many um, defensive linemen and DBs as I can, and I will play them all and play it in a way that'll make all the offenses confused. So. Yep. It may, it may work, it may pay off, who knows. My one thing with Sauce Gardner is, do you know what his allowed uh, passer rating was in 2021? No, it was low. Was it? Take a guess. Like, was it like 50.6 or something? No. I think, was it in the, well, it might have been lower than the 20s. Is it in the teens? Last no. year. How low was it? Zero. Ah, yep, there it is. No way. Was it zero? It was zero. Dang. Yeah, now Duke can ball. Nothing means nothing. Dang. That is a, that is, that's why I said Revis Island. It's the cornerback equivalent of a perfect QBR. That's, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> and he wasn't playing against, he wasn't playing against some slots. That's what I was going to say, though. And I think one thing that people could knock him on is the fact that he was at Cincinnati, you know. 
played multiple ranked teams and they were in the college football playoff. So even in the college football, they played Georgia. They got their shit rocked. The other 10 players in that defense got their shit rocked. Yeah, true. I mean, the thing you also got to think about, he, this guy went against Desmond Ritter, who was one of the best quarterbacks in the nation last year, every day in practice. I can't imagine how I can't imagine how much better he made Desmond Ritter or Desmond Ritter made him better. So I think I think Sauce has got the sauce, man. I, I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. And so with that, um, yeah, we'll get into the other New York team, the Giants pick at five. And like I was saying, you know, I was between Sauce and Thibodeau, and you know, they're both going to New York because I got Thibodeau to the Giants here at five. Tom, what you got? See, this is where I, I switch with you, Quinn. I go with Sauce here. He's the best value uh, if he falls this far. He's got a Dory Jackson um, on the other side to give him that veteran presence, not to worry about him. Dory was really good in his first couple of years, falling off with some injuries in the last couple, but he still has a presence. They're also very similar builds. Tall, long, lanky, speedy. Uh you know, can move with the bigger guys, can do the jump ball. Uh, so I want to, I would love to see that pair come up together. I also think uh, he's just, he's just going to fit a lot better in the giant scheme. They're rebuilding. They need young blood. They need somebody who has that. I'm not going to take crap mentality. I mean, this guy went against Georgia and Notre Dame's best offensive weapons and kept them to a zip. So, I mean, I, I think, I think that's the best move for the Giants. Kobe. The Giants' biggest problem was, well, two things. It was their offense for sure, but they had no run game, and they, in Daniel Jones, time to throw the football. I think that took away from, I think that's the reason Kadarius Tony and Kenny Galladay and others weren't able to get, to generate much, much points in fantasy because Daniel Jones was running for his life back there. How do you fix that? You go tackle. Ikan Ikwonu. I'm not going to say that right, not one time for the rest of his life. You got the first, you got the last name right for sure. Ikwonu. You know what? Number seventy for the for the Giants. That's that's what he's going to be to me. <laughs> but that'll get my opinion. Second best lineman in the draft. Get him. Set up Daniel Jones for success. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's a good pick, and it's interesting because um, we're about to get to pick six here. I got the same guy, same argument. I got a quantity to the Panthers. It's going to give uh, more time for Sam Darnold to still be mediocre. and But it's, <laughs> but more importantly, it's going to give more rushing room for Christian McCaffrey. Don't, I believe forget, that. That, don't forget that the Panthers got that uh, guy from Oklahoma State that you're in love with, Quinn. Yeah, I mean, they got, they got pieces, but I mean – that line's not good. Iquanu can play left, right tackle. You know, you got you got pieces you can move. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think at the, if, at the point where you're at with the Panthers, you almost got to go BPA, and it's Iquanu at six, at least on my board. Tom? Uh, I got to go with Kenny Pickett in this. I, this is the first quarterback off the off the board. Sam Darnold has he he was electric to begin with, but then I think Christian McCaffrey being out ruined the entire scheme that Matt Rule was trying to run with. 
And um, I just think Kenny Pickett's just an automatic upgrade. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. Um, but also, you're getting Kenny Pickett, who played in Pittsburgh, harsh weather, cold weather, uh, played with two gloves. Now he's going to Carolina. Going to have nice weather, warm weather. Um, well, hang on. Carolina's dealt with a two-gloves quarterback before. His name was Teddy. Teddy two gloves. <laughs> Don't you be hating him, my boy. Teddy. Teddy two gloves. Or his, uh, my brother likes to call him as a Panthers fan, Teddy toilet water. <laughs> uh, yeah. A little true. A little true. A little true, but I, I got to go with Kenny Pickett here. I mean, I think I think he just makes sense. And he's also kind of like a Matt Rule sort of quarterback. Tall dude, can stay in the pocket, but it has very sneaky athleticism. Uh, and we saw that with that fake slide um, in the ACC championship game. So I, I think that's where Carolina's going to go. Yeah. Kobe? All right. I think we're all mature enough to know that Carolina's not actually going to make this pick, right? I mean, we said no trades, and I'm not going to go into what, what I think the trade is. I think they're eventually going to draft Malik Willis quarterback before Kenny Pickett goes off the board. Yes, Kenny Prick Pickett is the most pro ready. Uh, Kenny Prickett. Kenny Prickett. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yep, let's, let's, let's not do that. <laughs> but no, Kenny Pickett is absolutely the most pro ready. Malik Willis is the best quarterback in the draft, I think, has the highest ceiling. He sits a year behind Sam Darnold. No, Sam Darnold's not the best quarterback. But you got to give him a chance with CMC. And getting Malik Willis back there, eventually the scheme that he seems to want to run is a little bit more of a mobile quarterback scheme. And Malik Willis is the best throw-on-the-run quarterback in this draft. So um, do you want to credit the guy who's been saying that to you for a few months? Listen, as much as I want to credit you, I've been saying the same thing. Every every conversation we've had about him has been, yes, I agree, he's the best quarterback. But, yes, Quinn technically – Quinn <laughs> saying that as well. Um, yeah. So, now we got uh, we got our Giants-Panthers sandwich. So, we got to finish the sandwich here. We got the Giants up again at seven. Kobe, you got them taken. So, uh, this is where I actually agree with you again, uh, Tom – I think they take Thibodeau, but they take him here. Okay. I the reason that. I'm lower on Thibodeau is I think he's kind of like a Miles Garrett in the sense that he is great when he wants to play that down. He seems to have that uh, that that uh, that knack for knowing which plays to show up for and which plays to kind of sit back on. He, you don't really see Thibodeau make the plays – where they run away from him and he's able to catch up to him on the back half. When they run right at him, they he gets them, and on passing downs he tends to get them. It sounds but, like Khalil Mack. Sounds exactly like Khalil Mack. Wow, Quinn, that was smart. That's wow. Good take. Everyone clap for Quinn. Yay, <laughs> Khalil Mack. Yeah, but, but yeah, so that's where I have Kayvon Thibodeau. It's no disrespect to him. I think that uh, Walker and Hutchinson are that much better than him, that he falls this far. But I still think he's a great fit in New York. Tom, who you I, I got? Think he's gonna, I think he's going to end up in New York anyways. Um, so I think the Giants here are going to go two ways, one of two ways. They're either going to go receiver or they're going to go to O-line. Um, and that's because I just have a feeling Garrett Wilson is going to be on the board and – Giants GM is going to be scratching his head 
what you do here. You're adding another weapon, especially if you get rid of Kadarius Tony. I mean, Kenny Galladay is great. Uh, Sterling Shepard's great, but they don't stay on the field. You just lost Evan Ingram. You're looking to ship out your first-round draft pick from last year. Almost, almost all the top five receivers are already upgrades from Kadarius Tony. So, I mean, in this situation, I think they're going to go more towards uh, Garrett Wilson. But I think if they go all line, they're going to go uh, Icky Equano. How do you Iquanu. say Equano? Equano. I apologize. Equano. Yeah, and I mean he's good. That like yeah, you can't go wrong. Just because you can't name doesn't mean he's a great football player. <laughs> That's how I used to draft in Madden. Once I got to like round like six of a franchise draft, and I didn't know any of the players anymore, I hadn't scouted. I'd be like, whose name can I not pronounce? And then I'd go draft them. Never worked, but it was cool. Um, for me with the Giants, I, there's so many holes on this team. Um, and, of course, I have a Quanu off the board already. They already got Thibodeau, but I think they're going to continue to bolster that defense, and they're going to be quite happy that this guy's fallen into their lap. They're going to take Derek Stingley here at number seven. I like that pick. Oh. Yeah. You're going to talk about tall corner that can that can take away your best receiver. Derek Stingley, I think, is going to be that guy. Take away your uh, your, your, your tallest receiver for sure. Yeah, yeah. Take away guys like like in this draft, for example, Drake London. Yeah. Yep. Now you got to go play against like a Mike Evans type. I guarantee you, Derek Stingley shadows him. You know, um, with that. Number eight, Atlanta Falcons. Kobe already said his name. I got Drake London here to Atlanta. Same. You got Tom? Uh, yeah, I'd either say Chris Olave or Drake London, but uh, it depends on just how Atlanta wants to play it. But either, uh, they're going to go wide receiver either way. I think Atlanta goes size. And the reason I think that is they have Cordero Patterson, who plays both positions, wide receiver and running back. And they have they have Kyle Pitts, who they drafted last year. They have the underneath covered. What they don't have is, you, you know, know the deep target. Yeah. And Drake London is absolutely your jump ball, uh, Hail Mary, get down the field, stretch the field guy. I think and that's he's not easy to tackle an open field if you want to put him on like a slant or something. See, that that's what's interesting here is because if they draft him, they'll have a, a wide receiver that plays tight end and they'll have a tight plays wide receiver. <laughs> Yeah, because like that's the thing, right? You could throw a slant to Drake London, and there's a corner on him. He's like, "Fuck you! I weigh fifty pounds more than you do." Shrugs his ass and just keeps going. Yeah, my closest player comparison between Drake London and uh, the you know to the NFL level, the way he blocks and everything, his closest player comparison is not a wide receiver. It's George Kittle. Yeah, I, I actually don't disagree with that. The way that yeah. he blocks running downs and the way that. He's able to get yards after the catch. There's few that do it better than Drake London in this class. I compare him to like a younger Mike Evans. Because if you watched Mike Evans run block in his early days, there's clips of him tossing human beings. Yeah. I, I got would it. actually I got it. go ahead. I was just gonna say I would actually have to go with uh Larry Fitzgerald. Tall, I can see Fitz. Broad, yes. Strong guy, can can run over the top if he has to, but can run routes if he needs to. You know what I mean? Like, yep. Larry used to go all over the place, and I think Drake London can do that. And great hands. Great. He doesn't drop the ball. 
you guys let's talk about Larry Fitzgerald for a second. You guys remember that sports science from like 10 years ago where he was hanging upside down and catching one handers? Yes. <laughs> Dude, that, used to, that used to be, I remember I was watching a uh, Cardinals game back when they were like, you know, Super Bowl playoff caliber, the Warner yeah. Palmer days. And I was watching a game and the announcer, it was fuck, it was that game against the Packers when he went ape shit. Um yes. in, in overtime. But the announcer literally said, if you put the ball within a six-yard radius of Larry Fitzgerald, he's gonna go get it. Yeah, that's the only player that has a bigger catch rate that had a bigger catch radius while Larry Fitzgerald played was Hop, D Hop. Yeah. Here's a crazy stat. Larry Fitzgerald had 41 tackles. Compared to 29 drops. Yeah, I was going to um, say, yeah, he has more tackles than drops. But I've always heard in drops. I never knew it was that far apart. Yeah. He played in 29 seats. <laughs> and that's why he's the best player out of the 04 class, Kobe. But um, I'm going to say that we both know I'm a homer. It's yeah, okay. we, and we both know that's not true. You know what? You're right, but I'm a homer. <laughs> like I'm Rivers also a homer, but I didn't try to say Rivers is uh, was a better had a better career than Larry Fitz. Rivers. Um, but next up, Seattle Seahawks. I feel like this is where because I feel like right now all of our mock drafts are kind of together in a lot of ways. You know, we've like agreed on quite a few picks, and I think this is where things might start to differentiate. It might be this pick here. Um. Tom, I I, sh I definitely struggled with this pick uh, because it depends it it depends on a couple things. I think Seattle may eventually trade for Baker Mayfield. Uh, he's just a unathletic Russell Wilson, um, and I think if they trade for Russell Wilson, they'll go defense. Derek Stingley. Bring back some of kind of that old Legion of Boom style defense, long corners who can move well, play with the taller guys. But if Baker doesn't happen, I think they go Malik Willis, who is a taller Russell Wilson. You know, athletic, mobile. Probably, I think Russell Wilson is one of the best quarterbacks on the run. He can throw a dime. Him and Aaron Rodgers are my number one and number two quarterbacks on the run. And I think Malik Willis, Kobe uh, said it all earlier, he's the best guy to throw on the run this draft. And I could definitely see Seattle going after him. Uh, and I could see him playing there. I could see it. Uh, Kobe. All right. So first I'm going to say, Tom, that's bold of you to think, to say that two quarterbacks are going to go in the top 10. I don't necessarily say you're wrong. But I will say that I think it was it Ian Rappaport or Todd McShay that came out and said that based on what he's hearing, no quarterback is going within. The it, was top it was McShay, and that nope. and that is also what I have in my draft. Yeah, no quarterback. So if that's the case, I, I saw something. That it said the Steelers are going to have to pick up the litter. I hope they don't pick quarterback. But it's. Kind of, I think you might be right. Tom, that, that there's going to be two quarterbacks. But Seattle, I actually have them uh, getting Baker. And even if they don't, yeah. get Charles They'll Cross. run with Drew Locke. Yeah, get Charles Cross. Protect whoever's back there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there, I, goes, my, there goes my theory of this uh, all differentiating because I also have Charles Cross to Seattle here. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, he's a he's a great versatile uh, lineman that can play. I think all five positions on the field. I don't uh, know. If he's played. I I don't know if he's played center, but he can definitely play guard and tackle on either side. Yeah, he can play just four of the five positions. So, I I'll call that a win. You can pl- plug him anywhere. And yeah. that O-line, one thing we've learned about Seattle is they're probably not going to draft O-line because they never do. And they never fixed it for Russ. I hope they learn from their mistakes and finally do it. Which is why I have Charles Cross going and, here. And I was going to say, and the other thing is, I feel like they never fixed it for Russ because they were like, Russ doesn't need it. Now they've got a guy who's going to need it. Yeah. I, I think, but the problem is that that's why I couldn't go O-line here. It's just because it's Seattle. They'll look at Baker Mayfield and be like, oh, he's a tough quarterback. He played an entire season with a dislocated shoulder. Oh, he'll deal with it. Like, no. Like, get, get a line. But <laughs> no. <just> no. <laughs> like, but it's, I just, the thing with, I, I agree with McShay. I don't think there are going to be two quarterbacks going in the first round. But it's going to be hard for these guys to fall and, quarter, and quarterback needy teams just letting them go by. I mean, Carolina needs an upgrade. Seattle needs an upgrade. They're in the top 10. Unless they trade out, I really don't, I really don't see how they could pass on a quarterback, uh, especially with the ones that have the current roster. It's like, just suck again and wait for a better QB class. That's, that's where I would be at at this point, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so next up, New York Jets with their second pick. This one from Seattle as a result of the Jamal Adams trade. Tom, where you got him going? Um, if he's still on the board, Garrett Wilson. Um, I think at this point for the Jets, you just go with the best prospect you have available. Again, again, they're going to play off where they went at four. Um, you know, if they didn't get offensive line, they'll probably address it here. You've got uh, you know, Charles Cross will probably fall a little bit. So you got a lot of options as far as the Jets. Um, I think this is one of the first drafts. I wish I mentioned it earlier. One of the first drafts where you have so many teams with multiple first-round picks. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of scary, especially in the top ten alone. Um, but yeah, I can see, I can see him going a bunch of different ways. I really think this is where you'll probably see um, Chris Olave maybe come off the board. But one of the top receivers, I think, will go to the Jets at that point if they haven't already. Kobe. Garrett Wilson. He's the best receiver in the draft. The only reason I say Atlanta doesn't take him is I think they need to stretch the field. Not that Wilson can't. I just think Wilson is more uh he's more your underneath. He's your he's your he's your third down guy. He's your slant. He's your in route. He's your out route. He's your comeback. It's anything within 15 yards he's going to run that route to perfection and he's going to be open and that's what they're missing is that number one guy that can get 10 to 12 targets per game or 10 to 12 catches sorry it's more like 20 targets a game and and make those plays yes kobe it's interesting that you said that because you said it in a really roundabout way i'm gonna get right to it because i also have garrett wilson here um and here's the thing, right? The Jets are trying their ass off to trade for Debo. It's not going to happen. So they're going to take this draft class as closest thing to Debo Samuel. Hold on. I, I think John Lynch is just trying to build Debo's value. No, he's not going to move him. 
John Lynch is going to move Debo because at the end of the day, you don't, at the end of the day, the NFL has always been an industry of, if you don't want to be here, fine. They're just trying to build the value to make sure the Jets are willing to give up that 10th overall pick. Well, then Garrett Wilson still goes number 10 because then the Niners are trying to replace Debo. I agree with you there. I think that's yeah. exactly there because he's a versatile guy, similar to Debo. And yeah, exactly. He no, can, we're on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. We're on the same page. I think he goes 10 either way. Cause I think he's the best option for either team, but assuming, but like I said, we're assuming no trades. So jets, what they lack is a number one receiver. They have good receivers receiving core, but it's similar to what the Steelers had last year. They had a bunch of number twos. Um, so next team up, the Washington commanders making their first NFL draft pick as the commanders, Kobe. Uh, again, assuming no trades, I think someone's going to trade up and get them ahead of them, but, uh, Kyle Hamilton safety out of, uh, uh, Notre Dame. I just think he's, he's abs. He reminds me of an old Washington player out of the Oh four draft. We talked about little Sean Taylor, dude. That is the hardest hitting safety I've seen in a while. It, yeah. Like you watch Kyle Hamilton highlights and all you can say the whole time is shit. it's, that's all you got. It's he, he gets across the field and he plays in the box. He's, he's a true strong safety that uh, are few and far to come, come by. Yeah. He's uh, almost in like a, in like a cover three defense, which Washington loves to play. He's really just a, an extended linebacker. Yeah. And I mean, Washington, Washington taking him, he would just play the role that they had Landon Collins playing last year and would be a whole lot better at it. Yeah, exactly. Tom, what you got here? So I have here uh, a wide receiver coming off the board. I, I kind of agree with Kobe here. I think the commanders will trade out. Um, but if they don't, unlikely. But if they don't, I think they're going to go uh, Jahan Dotson out of Penn State. They need that's, a comp. Wow, it's that's a early. That's it, way. It but the thing is, I feel that a lot of the other guys on the board at this point are number one receivers. Terry McLaurin's the number one receiver in Washington. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But the problem is they don't have a slot guy. They don't have anybody to compliment him. I think Jaha Dawson does that for Washington. It's early. I think in reality they'll draft, they'll trade back, draft a receiver similar to Dawson's build, um, whoever they think is best available, and then go from there. But it's bold, but I think that'll be the that'll be the way the commanders are thinking to compliment Terry McLaurin and give him another weapon. Yeah, for me, I also got him going wide receiver, uh, but I have him taking Jamison Williams here at pick 11. Okay. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's a speed option. It's a guy that can run the slot. He can run outside. He can, you know, you can kind of move him around as well, and which he should complement Terry's route running very well. Uh, next up, Minnesota Vikings. Tom, who you got here? Jordan Davis. I'm in love with this guy. One of my favorite products, I think, coming out of Georgia. Just an absolute beast of a guy. Um, 
I don't think anyone realized. I think he's got the heaviest, uh, the fastest 40 time for a guy weighing 300 plus pounds. Um, he's just, he's just an absolute animal. Watching him against Alabama, I mean, every play he was in Bryce Young's lap. Um, watching him against Cincinnati, he was just in, in the lap of Desmond Ritter. Him and Trevon Walk, I mean, just the two of them made a dynamic duo. And I think Jordan Davis will probably be, I think, the best defensive tackle out of this class. And there's some couple pretty good guys in here. Um, but he's just got the strength. He's got the speed. He's, I mean, I watched him run down a quarterback running to the sideline. And it's a UAB quarterback who's known for running. Like, it was scary to watch that man move. Um so I definitely see him go to Minnesota, and he fits Minnesota's look. He fits that defense, and I think he'll be a good compliment. Tom, I actually disagree with you on that he fits that look. Okay. I early, and I like, I, I like your point. He had a faster 40 time than Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> God, that's scary as shit. And Here, here's what I don't. Jordan Davis is a true nose tackle. He's a 3-4-D tackle. What kind of defense does Minnesota run, Tom? Uh, I think a 4-3 now. Yeah, because they got Everson Griffin on the end. He doesn't yeah. He doesn't fit that scheme. And that's – listen, I like taking him that early. I, th- I think that he deserves to go that early. I just don't think the Minnesota Vikings are the team. Where I have them going defense is, is, is Stingley. Best corner left on the board, you know. Obviously, can't get sauce, but that—that's one of their—that's—that's that's one thing they need is another corner. And Stingley's that guy. Sting, Stingley's that dude. Like Quinn was talking about earlier, where did you have him going, Quinn? Seven of the Giants. Yeah, he's a big corner. He takes away your big target. I, I think they go Sting. Yeah. Um, so Kobe, we're kind of on the same page. But obviously, Stingley's off my board. I got the Vikings taking Trent McDuffie here. I like that. I yeah, like that. I mean, exact same thought process, just the best corner on the board for me is McDuffie now. Yeah, he's not the big corner anymore, but but Trent McDuffie is still a very good. And, man, you could he can run your nickel if you want him to. He could be your slot corner. He could play the outside. Yeah, I think he, when it comes to pure versatility, McDuffie is the most versatile corner in this class. You're exactly right, which is why I have him going just a little bit later. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the pro- Kobe, I'll just real quick, I'll just argue with you real quick because are you with the Vi- I'll sit the back Vikings, and sip my beer. The Vikings are coming in with a new coach, new defensive scheme, a defensive scheme that was, uh, so that's Ed uh, Donatel, who worked under Vic Fangio, and Vic Fangio was known for having a great defense, for going with And guys. a 3-4 defense. So I know Vic Fangio. I'm I'm just saying, I think my head coach came from him. Yeah. I think he just fits better in that defense with under. um, I mean, uh, like under Mike Zimmer. Yeah. He does not work in that. He does not fit for a four, three, but I think under this new defense. And I think what they're going to do is run three, four to have Daniel Hunter, um, who has the last couple seasons taken a step back, but I think he's going to take a step up this season with this 3-4 defense. They're going to throw him all over the field. And what that's going to do with Jordan Davis down the middle 
is you can put him on the one tech over the center, put him in a three. You could throw him all over the place. And he's got the speed. If you really want to mess with an offense, put him on the edge. So I think he works with the more flexible defense that the Vikings want to go for. So that's where I'm leaning towards for that pick. Because Mike Zimmer's out, new young guy in, I think it'll just fit better. But that's that's just where my mind went with that one. But I also think corner makes sense here. Um, And I I think they just really need that replacement on the edge for corner. But I think defensive line needs more of a boost. Yeah, so so Kobe, what I will (laughs) say to kind of back up Tom's point a little bit, because uh, Brandon Staley was also a, a Vic Fangio product. Um, yeah. Do you know where all Staley was outside of Denver, where obviously they also ran a 3-4 and were right. very successful? The Rams, sure. Do you know the other one? No, I don't. Dub Bears, Khalil Mack. Dub Bears. Why do you think he was so adamant to go get Mack? Who do you yeah. think really made that trade happen? That was that. I'll give you that. It was Brandon Sam. Here's the thing. If they go get Jordan Davis – I definitely think that's a sign that they're moving towards a 3-4. My only concern with that, the reason I disagree with that, is I have seen young coaches come in from a different type of uh, defensive scheme. For example, once again, I'm a homer, Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin came from Tampa and Minnesota. Two, four, three teams. Two, four, three, Tampa, two teams. Mike Tomlin kept the 3-4. I was going to say, sometimes it comes down to personnel, though, too. I think the personnel they have fits the 4-3. I think they keep that. But if they go get Jordan Davis and say, let's go 3-4, now that's a different story. But I'm assuming that I've not seen any change, so I'm going to stick with zero change. I'm going to say they're running the 4-3. That's why I stick with Stingley. But but if they do go 3-4, I definitely love putting Jordan Davis in the middle of any 3-4 defense in this league. Yeah. The only defensive tackle I think that's better than him right off the bat is Aaron Donald. I think he is the second best nose tackle in the league. Probably. I was going to say, I don't disagree with that. The only one I would argue with you on is Vita Vea. Actually, okay, fine. He's the third best. Well, I'll give him third because I think he's behind Donald and Vita. But honestly, though, Donald's not a 3-4 nose tackle. He's a 4-3 DT or a 3-4 DN. Donald is He's Aaron Donald. Excuse me. Aaron Donald is everything. But if we're talking talking pure nose tackle, then it's Vea and then probably Jordan Davis. I'm not put, I I personally, when I think nose tackle, I don't put Aaron Donald in that category. That's that's just me personally. Other people could say different, but that's me. I say he's a nose tackle because how many people block him on every play, Quinn? Play, Quinn. So many. Oh my gosh, so many. Five? At least two. <laughs> At least two. <laughs> Tom liked my answer there. Five. <laughs> All of them. The quarterback. Yeah. Well, the quarterback uh, is busy trying to run away while everyone's <laughs> trying to block Donald and not successful. <laughs> With that, though, let's get to the Houston Texans here at 13. So, um, I'll go ahead and lead this one off. So I got, I had him taking Evan Neal at uh, three. So there's no longer a need to tackle on my board. Uh, and they're, they're straight cheesing right now in that draft room. Cause Kyle Hamilton just fell in their lap. Okay. 
And that, I mean, at that point, it's a pure no brainer. You have a dude who was arguably a top five talent, just dropping your lap at 13 done deal. Bring him in. The ironic thing, Quinn is I have Evan Neal going here. Yeah. I have, and, and for the same argument, it's the same argument, different just, player. You flip it. It's, I mean, it's just, he's going to land in their lap. It's either Hamilton or Neal. They're going to sit there and they're going to just walk. They're going to win the draft with, a first round draft pick for defense, first round offensive line. Going to walk home with Davis Mills and Arm. Just yep. absolute Lottie for Kida. We love you, Smith, coming in. They're just going to be absolute uh, disgustingness. Kobe. So the two players you just said, guys, are, are off my board. So I went Jamison Williams. I think they have Brandon Cooks, who's a good route runner. You know, he's not your number God, one. that receiving core will be fast. Holy shit. I'm going Jamison Williams, you know, kind of for the similar reason that, that Miami pushed for Hill. I was about to say, who do they think they are? The dolphins. <laughs> yeah. Listen, at the end of the day, when it comes to wide receiver, especially speed fucking kills So go get Jamison Williams. He can stretch the field. He can make your, he can make your top corner look like a bitch. And he won't be going against the top corner. Yeah, he won't be going against the top corner. And that's the thing about Jamison Williams that I think people don't like everyone's like, well, that won't that speed won't translate at the at the NFL level. Bullshit. He played in the SEC. Wide receivers out of the SEC have to play against the top corners. Because SEC is absolutely the corner conference. Yeah. Especially I mean, for so if you are the fastest, best deep pro deep product in an SEC uh conference yeah give me jamison williams i think davis mills has the arm i think that's gonna be that's gonna be a connection jamison williams strikes me as a healthier will fuller yeah well maybe not healthier maybe (laughs) that's the scary part he might just be will fuller i mean well i like i like this pick here i think it's a great compliment for that for that uh, wide receiver room. And it's a definite uh, upgrade. I mean, you're going to have Brandon Cooks. And you also have Philip Dorsett. If anyone remembers Philip Dorsett on the Patriots, just burned defenses just for fun. So yeah, no, it's I pure think, speed. Ooh, I like it. I like it. All right. With that, Baltimore Ravens here at 14. Tom, we'll start with you. So... I have going here. Sorry, I'm just on a different screen. Uh, Devin Lloyd. Um, I mean, at, for me, I think um, the Ravens are a pretty stacked team on their own, as long as they stay healthy. And I think they're just going to, they need, I think the biggest thing that they need um, is a linebacker. I mean, I just, I feel like, especially after losing Darius Smith, you need somebody who could play outside and can play an edge, throw him around a little bit. Devin Lloyd, I think, was one of the best tacklers in the Pac-12. And he showed it in a couple games. He showed it in the Pac-12 championship. Uh, He showed it in a couple big-time game against Oregon. He was running all over the field. I mean, I think he's – I think he's probably behind uh, a couple guys out of Georgia – probably one of the best outside linebackers and edge guys, but, and I think he's just, I think this is going to be 
a quality pick. It's not going to be a need pick. Yeah, Tom, I actually, I had the exact same thought process, uh, just a different prospect. Uh, my same thought process was replacing Zadarius Smith, getting an edge guy, and that's why I got them taking uh, Jermaine Johnson the second here at oh, 14. Okay. okay, okay, okay. Kobe, I'm what I'm you got? I'm mad about it. I also have them taking linebacker here, Tom. I struggled with this one because Devin Lloyd was on my list. He was on mine too. The reason I want him is I think they miss one big thing on the, on, on that middle linebacker uh, squad is that speed. John Harbaugh has made this pick, this exact pick before the fastest linebacker out of the sec. Who is that? Nicobe Dean. Yeah. That's honestly, that was my, I was flipping between him and Lloyd. I was, I had, I literally all three linebackers that we just took. I, I was looking at all three of them. Yeah. I never with them because I I think, I think they're all right there. Um, I think, I think they, uh, they stick with the, with these Baltimore loves stunt stunts. Okay. So there's one thing we all agree on. The Ravens are going linebacker. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know which one, but they're going they're linebacker. Going linebacker. <laughs> one of us will be right, and, and I think all three of us will be if they take any of the three players because I think all three players are day one starters. I they think go fucking crazy and take Boye Mafe, and we all just... Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they do something stupid like that. <laughs> no disrespect. To and then he's instantly an all pro. Like we're like, well, we're all yeah. stupid. <laughs> Kobe Dean. I think he, he's the guy that plays. If, if the, if the ball is anywhere between the numbers, Nicobe Dean tackles it. And, and like you said, Devin Lloyd is the best tackler in the, in the pack 12. I think Nicobe Dean was the best tackler in, in, in the SEC. And, and because of that, Add in that speed that he has. What was his 40 time? Like a 4-4 four, four something? I was about to say, do you know what his 40 was off the top of your head? I don't remember, but watch him cover the field. That's Ryan Chazier. Yeah, I got I to gotta agree with you there, Toby. I mean, it, and that, so he was one of the linebackers I was alluding to. Yes. Um, coming out of Georgia, and it, I mean, he just. I think Baltimore, they have to go linebacker here. And I think all what we all talked about makes sense. He's in the four fours. Yeah, he's in the four fours. But I said. Uh, he did not run a combine, but he is like projected in the four fours. He did not run at the combine, though. Okay, so cool. It's cool. It's cool that I didn't know his four four. I didn't look it up. That would explain why I hadn't seen it. Yeah. Um, but I want to go first with Philly, Quinn. All right, go for it. I think he, they're going to take the biggest bust in this year's wide receiver class. Because that's what Philly does. True. Are you talking about Devontae Smith? Don't you be disrespect, disrespecting that man. Traylon Burks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, He's in. And I just... I just I, it's so good. funny because I have this pick for Philly, but not now. <laughs> I also have them taking Burks. Yeah, I think they take Burks. And I think I think in theory it works out. And if he stays healthy, oh, God. it 
But no, Philly absolutely takes Burke here. Or they take him at 18 or at 18. Like That's you where said. I got him. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, what you got? Oh, man. I, uh, you guys kill me. I went in a completely opposite direction. I, I went away from receiver because I was like, they have so many problems and they have Devontae Smith, but they should probably trade for more and whatever. But um, I had them going with Trent McDuffie here. Um, they need corner help. Oh my! Jose, and they're ecstatic that he fell that far. Yes, if he falls, oh my goodness, I would slap the GM of the Philly of, of the Philadelphia Eagles if they don't take him. Like you need the help, take it. It's there. He's available. Yeah. Who did you say? He had McDuffie. McDuffie. I like it. Yeah. Uh... So, Tom, you had uh, Lloyd to the Ravens. I actually got him going right after. I got Devin Lloyd here to the Eagles. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, they just got Kaiser White. He's going to be able to play the middle. You can put Devin Lloyd on either outside linebacker position, and he's going to be real comfy at either one. Um, I mean, same with Kaiser White. He can kind of float all over the place. You're starting to bring in, like, this very athletic linebacker group with those two guys coming in this offseason. See, when – with that is that's two very very athletic kind of small middle linebackers i worry if they wouldn't try and go d tackle there instead or unless they're going to tackle later in the draft that's the only thing that i worry about that is they have to go d tackle at some well they got fletcher cox and they've got uh, yeah that's and that was my thing is yeah they got fletcher already and they have javon so in the nickel they have those two in the middle and and that that's on a good actually Holy shit. And I mean, Devin Lloyd is 6'3", 240. Yeah, he's not small. That's a big man. He moves. Holy shit. Yeah. I like that. Fuck you, you're better than me. <laughs> <laughs> There's a perfect fucking uh, add-on with Kaiser coming in. Yeah. Um, don't worry, Kobe. I knew I was better than this at you. Um, <laughs> it'll be interesting it'll be interesting when we're all back here a week later to see whose mock was even remotely close because last year i remember me kobe and sammy it was bad yeah Yeah. like i think i was the best and i only had like five picks total correct and a couple of them didn't even count he was like, yeah, sure, I got these picks, but I also had T-Law going number one. Ooh, freebie. It's like getting the fucking free space in bingo. You're like, yeah, I did it! <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like making a free throw unless you're Shaq. Yeah, yeah. it's um, it's like I, I know I'm wrong on number one, but what if I'm right? I should. <laughs> then you feel like a genius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, with that, let's go to number 16, the Nolan Saints. Tom. Uh, I'm going, uh, hold on. I had it. Oh, Trevor Penning out of Northern Iowa farm boy. Um, I think, so I think New Orleans is going to double down on Jameis. Uh, worst comes to worst. You have Andy Dalton who is shown to be a decent enough backup. Um, I didn't even realize they got Andy Dalton. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Um, worst comes to worst. You also have Ian book who played. Okay. And that's bold. Yeah, I, Even putting him as okay, that's bold. Okay. <laughs> he played. Yeah. That's what he did. He played. He, he, he took a beating and he walked away. I that's about the nicest thing away. I can say about Ian Book. He played quarterback. Yep, he did yeah. it. 
<laughs> I mean, he looked like he did at Notre Dame. Looked like he knew what he was doing. Two plays later, didn't know what he was doing. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, with Taysom Hill um, coming back from injury, you have you have Andy Dahl and Jameis Winston. You've got enough quarterbacks in the room to kind of play around with. I think Jameis staying healthy is important for the Saints, especially with Sean Payton on the way out. And um, who knows what's going on with Kamara over there. Yeah. And, and if Kamara can stay healthy and on the field. Not I suspended. Penny, not suspended, I think. I mean, don't forget, you also got Mark Ingram. Um, so you have you have a good enough backup if you have to rely on it. But I think Penning is a great two-tool offensive lineman. He can pass block and run block. Um, granted, he's coming out of Northern Iowa, so he hasn't played against big competition yet. Um, but I think he's going to adjust well. I think he's going to be that B1 FCS player who comes in and has a flawless transition. Yeah, uh, Kobe, I'm going to go ahead and go next because I'm just going to copy everything Tom said because I also have Penning here. Kobe. You baby. Uh, I'm going to say Trevor, uh, Trevor Penning. I'm going to say a couple different things. One thing, Taysom Hill is no longer a quarterback, guys. He's listed as a tight end, I know. Yeah, I know. Sleeper needs to adjust that because I need his position moved. You okay. have it. A league, right? Uh, not in our league. I have him in my other dynasty league. The one, one with the super loaded roster that he'll probably never see the field, but fuck it. I want it fixed. <laughs> probably going to try and trade for him. I don't know what he's worth. You know, so we'll uh, trade for him while Sleeper still has him as a quarterback. Fair enough. All right, actually, Quinn, hey, listeners, listen to Quinn because he's a lower-value quarterback. As a tight end. I'm pulling I, up our league. I'm trading for him right now. I think he's a top-six tight end. Yeah, I'd agree. If he that. starts, I mean, though, the other thing, you got to remember, Troutman still exists over there, too. And yeah. takes option there. One. Number two, here's the point I'm trying to make. The two quarterbacks that they have in that room are Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton. What do they both have in common? Drop-back quarterback. They're slow, Tom. They are drop back quarterbacks. They are pat. They are they are true pocket passers. What do you? What does a true pocket passer need more than anything? Offensive line. Offensive line. Trevor Penning is a great pass protector. My only issue is he likes to throw that sling, and sometimes he likes to to drift too far into the pocket. And I hope it, and, and, but any NFL offensive line coach is going to say, hey, you can't do that because you're going to need a fucking quarterback. That said, that's going to be fixed. So I, I don't take that into consideration too much because that will be fixed by any coach. Yeah, I got to agree with you there. Here, I say they commit to Jameis Winston because he's, 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 he's good enough to commit to. He's not, he's not a top 10 quarterback but he's good enough to commit to. And the last thing I'm going to say is going into the next pick. Quinn, I know you're going first, and we've already had conversations about this because it's your favorite team. The only thing I'm going to say is everything you say, yes. So skip me unless I say otherwise. Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, Tom's definitely going to be different because he's already off the board. For me, the Chargers for – the second time in a row at 17 are beaming right now because the last time the Chargers were at 17, Derwin James just plummeted down the board into their laps and awesome. has immediately be, immediately became an all-star player. 
quick, quick fuck you because I'm a Steelers fan. Yeah. So quick, because um, we wanted we wanted Derwin James, and then we wanted Tremaine Edmonds, and then we wanted someone else. It's funny. We- I wanted I wanted Tremaine Edmonds in that class. I was actually upset because Edmonds went at uh, 16 right in front of us to the Bills, and I was pissed. And then we picked Derwin. And in hindsight, thank you. Um, 18th in that class, and Tremaine Edmonds came off the board. Shit. Derwin Derwin James came off the board. God damn it. And then we got <laughs> we got Terrell Edmonds, who has turned out to be not nearly as good as the two guys taken right in front of him. Yes, but he's been serviceable. He's been a start, he's been a startable player, which is enough. But yeah, the Chargers beaming again because Jordan Davis just fell in their lap. And they get their guy at DT. Easy pick routine at that point. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yes, you spent money to stop the run, but I think you continue that trend. Yeah, if there's one thing we know, this team can't stop the run, put more investment into it. Right, and I think Jordan Davis is that guy. The fact of the matter is he's like an Aaron Donald that's going to take at least two blockers every single fucking play. Yeah. I I could see if the Steelers don't trade up for for Kyle Hamilton, I could actually see them trade up for Kyle, for for Jordan Davis because that's the most Steelers pick in the history of the universe. Now, now Kobe, though, if you're if you if the Chargers do have Jordan Davis, can you invest two blockers on Jordan Davis every play when you got Mac and Bosa coming off the edge? Kind of depends on the package. Yes, yes, you can. Here's here's my theory. You play a tight end every play. Tight end and tackle. Tight end clips Mac. You have two or on. Or you, you uh, could make the same mark. You could do same thing with a running back. Right. So running back or tight end on Mac. You have two linemen on Bosa, and you have two on Davis. Well, what if we rush four? Because Sebastian Joseph Day is still playing. But with that, uh, Tom, make your pick. Are we, are we on the Chargers still? Like, what, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard Pittsburgh play. Y'all turned around. Uh, I actually have him going O-line here. I have him going with Charles Cross. I think Cross falls. In my if draft. Cross falls, I love that pick. I just don't think it falls. Because it's such a Chargers fall pick. It's like Derwin. He just falls in your lap. I think Charles Cross will go. Uh, just because everyone's going to get bigger names earlier on, there's not enough offensive line want early on. Um, that's your uh, to go so, on the other side. Uh, response later. Yeah, I love that. If he falls, my god, cross at right tackle, Slater at left tackle. Woo! Yeah, that's that's a, I, I think he, six he times all over the field. And and I did, I did say to Kobe earlier today, I said the most glaring need for the chargers is it right tackle but i think the i I don't think cross falls far enough i think i think the right tackle that falls far enough potentially would be penning and honestly i would rather them trade back than draft penning and and quinn i'm gonna steal your thunder a little bit this is the d and, and and quinn has said this i agree with it but he said it first this is the deepest O-line class in a while. I said trench class. Oh, yeah. I said O and D-line, trench class. But this is one of the deepest O-line classes. They're going to find that right tackle in the second or third round. Yep. Yeah, I agree and with he, that. 
pro-ready. Now, obviously, if you're – because I think the the players the Chargers really are looking at, in my opinion, are like a penning Charles Cross, Jordan Davis, and then I think that they would love to get a guy – like uh like Jamison Williams because my god that receiving core gets scary if you add Jamison Williams to it but for me Jordan Davis was the one that fell and for Kobe as well and for you it was Charles Cross that fell I think all of us know how that for some reason the Chargers draft just seems to work this way that someone falls whether it be Herbert whether it be Derwin James someone falls well, I think part of the reason... Whether that, it be Rashawn Slater. I think part of the reason it was always a case that someone fell for the Chargers is up until this year, the Chargers have had at least four glaring, glaring needs on their team. This is the first time that I remember the Chargers being a complete team aside from one or two positions. Yeah, I agree with that. And the, the other thing, uh, so me and Kobe... This is something interesting. Me and Kobe were talking about uh, the ways different teams smoke screen in the draft. And Kobe was talking about like the fact that the Steelers don't smoke screen. They're like, yeah, this is our guy. We're taking him if he's there. That's it. The way the Chargers smoke screen is crazy interesting. Go back through their last few first round picks. Uh, Literally, you could go back through the entire Telesco era, which starts with Joey Bosa. So go all the way through the Telesco era. They never met with a first round pick. If you go look at the players they've met with, they never met with a guy they took in the first round. They haven't met with Jordan Davis yet this year. So. But who do you have the charge? Uh, Tom. I had him taking a cross. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on. then. So yeah. uh, Next I'll go first with this one too. Cause I already said it Eagles. I have them taking Burks here. Uh, so me and Kobe have Burks going to the Eagles just at different spots. Tom. So this is where I think uh, Philly goes defense. I think they're going to go uh, with Devontae Wyatt out of Georgia. Uh, Fletcher Cox is getting old, unfortunately. So I think you need to replace him eventually with somebody young. Again, if you notice, there's a theme with a lot of my draft picks. Veter- a good, good veteran, same position group. Um, especially these young guys, you want to get them acclimated to the NFL, how to do it, keep them safe. Uh, I think Devontae Wyatt is, because he's overshadowed by Jordan Davis, I think will probably be one of the most underrated players. Again, first-round draft pick, but one of the most underrated players coming out of this. Uh, I think he's going to play very well, and he's going to be set up really well with Fletcher Cox on the other side of him. Kobe, what you got here? We've got Daxton Hill going here. The cool thing about Daxton Hill is he can play safety. He can play free. He can play strong. He can play corner. He can play slot. The biggest weakness on, on any Eagles team has always been depth at corner and depth in the secondary because they inevitably get hurt. They have the second worst training staff in the league. Quinn, who has the worst? Uh, nah, it's still the Eagles. Okay. It used, to, it used to be the Chargers. Motherfucker, last year alone, they stabbed their starting quarterback in the lung. That's fine. They still are worst. No. 
It's not in the not in the terms of just vast number of injuries anymore. They stabbed the quarterback in the lung for the greater good. Fuck them. Uh, <laughs> Dak, but but Daxton Hill is that type of guy that can. Play. I like him a lot. I love that pick. His my closest uh, uh, NFL um, comparison, I think, is Tyron Matthew. In the sense he has he has that ability to play all four all five sorry positions in the secondary. Yeah, yeah. Can, no, I like it. He can cover your best corner. He can he can play the slot. He can play over the top. He can play in the box. All five positions. Yeah. Uh, Tom, you get did you give this Eagles pick? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Saints, which is really interesting. It's literally the Eagles pick from New Orleans and the New Orleans pick from the Eagles. Uh, yeah. Nineteen here, Tom. What you got? So I actually have Dax Hill going here. Um, I think they need to boost that outside, really help out, um, really help out that defensive line and those um, and those linebackers. I really think they need it. Again, he could play all over the field. Uh, I think he just, you know, I think he's got the speed. He's again like Tyron Matthew is a great, great comparison. Um, so I definitely agree with it. Uh, I think he's going to learn well, Marshawn Lattimore, Gardner Johnson, you know, those guys. And I think he'll fit in well with that scheme that they're going to put in there. Kobe. So early in this draft, I said they take tackle, go Trevor Penning. Now that they've given uh, uh, Winston a little bit more time to make, make plays, I think you give him someone you make plays too. And I think that guy is Chris Olave. Chris Olave was was Ohio State's route runner and I think um, now you have Michael Thomas and you have Chris Olave two route runners yes they play the exact same position no I don't care I think uh, both Thomas and Olave can play on the outside and on the inside and I think one, I think uh, honestly the easiest uh, play for a quarterback to play, and correct me if I'm wrong, Tom, because you played quarterback, is the mesh concept, is the crossers concept. Yeah, they're gonna, you're right. They're going to run about 150 of those a game. I thought that was the uh, Dolphins that were going to do that. Oh, that's also the Dolphins that are going to do that. <laughs> well, I think, so, Kobe, I think, the two so the two concepts that quarterbacks always love mesh and go and you're Jameis Winston you have a cannon versus Tua where he's better short term better in the short so the mesh makes more sense for him I, I think I don't know. Kobe tries to argue that Tua can go deep <laughs> yeah I laugh at it too what, a fuck? what I said <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, the QB guy has come in, and you're like, oh, shit. That's <laughs> what I said. What I said was, yes, Tua's weak point is the deep ball. But like every other lefty in, 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 in the NFL, oh, good. he throws all arm. 
I think he's going to fix that this offseason. I think what he's going to be able to do is stretch the field after after this offseason because I think he's going to work on that because he knows that's his weak point. He can run. He can throw on the run. He can throw the short ball. And he can make that play on the slant, on the crosser, come back on less than 15 yards. I think he's going to figure out how to put his hips into that deep ball. Right, Tom? I think that's what he's working on all offseason. And I think coming in, having Tyreek Hill and having Jalen Waddle and being able to stretch that field to a tug of Iowa is absolutely going to be able to stretch the field at least better than he could last year. Well, that's not pushing the margin much. It's it's If he can improve the throwing ability down the field, he's dangerous. I think his biggest thing is also – He's an accurate quarterback, and I think he should stick to it. Um, but that's a whole conversation for another day. But we're going we're yeah, to move is. on here. I can I yep. sit on that point for a while, but we're going to move yeah. on here. So uh, next one, uh, I still got the Saints here. I, I think they're not done furthering their protection of the quarterback. I got Linderbaum going here. Okay. Yep, that's where I think he falls. So with that, Kobe, we're going to let you lead it off. It's the Steelers, pick 20. What you got? Man, that Steelers team, I, I, I have not been this excited for a Steelers team in a couple of years. I'll say that. Yes, I know Mitch Trubisky is not, you know, the best quarterback that they've had. Ben Roethlisberger was better than, than, than uh, Mitch Trubisky in his prime. I think it's still an upgrade. And I think he was a second. Well, yeah, for- I mean, not an upgrade from prime, Ben, but from what the fuck you had last year, sure. And I think we need to point out that Sean McDermott and Mike Tomlin are best friends. They went to college together. And I think uh, Trubisky being under McDermott for a year and, and uh, um, what's it called? What am I trying to say? Uh, Trubisky, he's going to prove that he's better than he was. So, and they, they spent a lot of free agent money on the O-line. So I think they're actually going to go corner here. I say – Trent McDuffie's still on my board here. I said, my go, God, that'd be a miracle if you're a Steelers fan. Yes. Dude, they, you would be jumping for joy. Oh, I am here. But, but honestly, like I'm looking and it, and like, like I, I when, when I picked it, I was like, oh, I have to be a homer. And I went back and I went through every single pick and I was like, no, I think McDuffie actually falls this far because I think all the other teams have other needs other than corner. So I think McDuffie falls. And to what you said earlier, I think you picked him to what, the fucking Giants? No, I had sauce Gardner to the Giants, and that led to McDuffie going to the Vikings where you took Gardner. Yeah. No, I took Gardner at the, at the Jets. Sorry, sorry. I had, I had Gardner with the Jets, Stingley with the Giants, McDuffie with the Vikings. Yeah, I didn't have McDuffie with, with or with the or with the. Uh, yeah, because you had you had Stingley falling further, and we, so we both went corner, just different corner. Yeah, so I went McDuffie here, and for the exact same reason you said he goes to the uh, Vikings because of how versatile he is. He can play the slot, he can play the outside, he can play a hundred different things. But the big thing, that's what they need is corner. And I think even if McDuffie isn't there, I think they still go corner. But my board has McDuffie, and I fucking hope so. 
He's a versatile corner. He can play all. He can play both positions, slot, outside. Yep. He can play. He he's a zone guy, which is what the Steelers play. They play a zone coverage, especially with no more Joe Hayden. I think it's gonna be a lot of cover two, a lot of cover three, and that's what he's good at, and that's what I'm excited for. Yeah, uh, Tom, who you got here? So I actually have. So kind of battled with Pittsburgh a little bit. I think if they don't go quarterback, they'll go Kenneth Walker at running back to compliment Najee Harris, uh, boost Whoa. that up a little bit. It's so to be honest, this is a, this is this is my stretch pick. This is something if they don't go quarterback. I think they're going to go quarterback here. Who it'll be? That's a huge guess. Um, I think they'll trade up with the commanders actually and get their quarterback there. Uh, but I think if they sit here, Kenneth Walker is a completely different running back than um, Najee Harris, but still effective. Great compliment to Najee Harris downhill. Kenneth Walker can go through the side. He can, he can push the edge. Um, so I would go him there. Um, if they don't go quarterback. And I think also they may surprise you. I think they might go Matt Corral if they go quarterback. Just a gunslinger, I think, would be where they go. But Kenneth Walker, I think, is the is the more uh quality pick here. Yeah. Um for me, it's finally time a quarterback comes off my draft board. I got Malik Willis. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have a quarterback coming off my board until pick 20. Uh, granted, I've been shitting on this QB class uh, all year, so that also makes sense. Uh, next up, we get the Patriots. Tom, it's your team. Man, I did not know which way to go with this. Uh, my Patriots hurt me. They always confuse me, kind of like my ex-girlfriend. So, uh, <laughs> Hey, you're engaged now, though. So I know, I know. I'm lucky now. but So I kind of have them going in two different directions. But I think the way they'll go, uh, I think they're going to go defense. And I think they'll go Quay Walker. Again, another guy out of Georgia. Massive guy, 6'4", 240. Uh, has speed, play inside, has the speed to play outside. Um, I think – and he fits, he fits a Bill Belichick defense. He just, he's just a hammer. Um, he's – better than Kyle Van Noy and Kyle Van Noy was a beast in Bill Belichick's defense. Um, I think if Bill Belichick, I hope he doesn't do it, but I think if he goes wide receiver in the first round, it'll be Burks and he gets another. Right, yeah, you still have him on your board. Yeah. And I think if he goes Burks, we have another bust in the first round for the, I don't know how many times. So I really want them to go Quay Walker here. He's still on the board. He's really effective, and he fits better. Yeah, um, I got them uh, kind of the same argument, but for me, it's a guy that I had fall further. I got Devontae Wyatt here. Okay, makes sense. Yep, pretty much dead on the exact same argument, just the yep. higher-end prospect, but I have him falling. You don't. Kobe. Okay, so this is where – remember when I took N'Kobe Dean at in Baltimore? Yep. I it was Nicobe Dean slash Devin Lloyd. Here's Devin Lloyd. Here's Devin Lloyd slash Nicobe Dean. Let's say he falls. 
Uh, I think I think Devin Lloyd uh, adding that size to the middle of that field is absolutely the best case scenario for uh, New England. I can absolutely see those picks flip-flop 100% for completely different reasons, but I went Devin Lloyd here. I think New England, for the sole purpose, he's the best inside linebacker available. Yeah, and I think uh, Patriots fans would be ecstatic if he fell that far. 100%. Fans are ecstatic either way. Yeah. Right? I, I, I think if, if they draft uh, – either way, drafting the uh, middle line, one of the top two middle linebackers in the draft is best-case scenario. I think that's a Belichick pick that are a few teams that draft more defensively than the Patriots. And so I'm going middle linebacker here. Uh, let Devin Lloyd control that defense. Yep. JC Jackson, you don't really have a lot of veteran leadership. Give me Devin Lloyd there. Plug the middle. Yeah. All right. So uh, Green Bay Packers here. Their quarterback's pissed. Uh, we're going to go Kobe and then Tom on this one. All right. I'm saying George Pickens. I think, I think this is actually, so Garrett Wilson is the best quarterback in the class. Ask me again in three years, four years, George Pickens is the best guy in this class. One thing that, that people underrate, I think a lot in the wide receiver, especially when it comes to rookies is size. He has size and strength and the ability to run to to play all to play both positions. He's your guy that can play in close in the bunch. He's your guy that can play out wide on the wide out and he can play the slot. No matter where he lines up on the field, he's going to be open. What about you, Tom? So, I actually had Jameson Williams falling to Green Bay here. Wow. I think I they need a burner over the top. I mean, you lose Devontae Adams. You need to replace that production. Jameson Williams, when he didn't tear an ACL, was an absolute monster on the field. I haven't fallen. Uh, and because, again, this is a very stacked wide receiver group. It's hard to pick. Um, I'll give so you that. I haven't fallen here, and I think if he fits better with the Green Bay offense. Uh, but also... He's, he's an Alabama guy. He's hard-nosed. He's tough. He can deal with Aaron Rodgers. If he could deal with Nick Saban's attitude, he could deal with Aaron Rodgers. Um, so I think Jameson Williams will be a really good upgrade and pick and a good replacement for Devontae Adams um, as best as you can find outside of Devontae Adams. Yeah. Um, obviously, Williams is off my board, but uh, right here I think is where I got the Packers taking uh, Chris Olave. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a great pick for the Packers here. And I'll give you a hint for the future. They're not done at receiver in the first round. Oh, heck no. With that, Arizona Cardinals, uh, I'm going to go first. This was my, like, stretch pick of the uh, of the first round. I got Boye Mafe here. I think he's a great replacement for Chandler Jones. And, you know, they might have to reach for him a little bit, but you're not going to get him if you don't reach for him now. Tom. So I have Arizona um, going David Ajobu here, the other Michigan defensive end. Um, the one with the torn Achilles. Yeah. So I think, I think honestly, 
he's probably recovering well enough that they're he, he was a first round talent he was, uh, he was, he was it, i think i had him i had him pegged like right around you know like nine to like 13 right in there before he tore yeah. it he he really he he should have you know he should be at least you know a top top 15 pick but you know injured falls happens um but i think arizona he's too good to pass up here this is also where i'll take a this is where i'll take a hot pick right here hot take i think jermaine johnson falls out of the first round i think he falls to the second round even though he is so high higher ranked than david ajobu i think david ajobu has the higher upside than jermaine johnson arizona goes with the upside um and they just and they take you know they take also arizona has an amazing training staff carson palmer came back after tearing I think it's ACL and MCL plays absolutely monstrous. Uh, they kept Larry Fitzgerald healthy for years. Something about nope. that Arizona sun, baby. Um, so I think David Ajobu goes because they play on real grass, not turf. Correct. Kobe. So first off, what I'm this since this is a drinking podcast, I had a sublimely self righteous before I even, before I switched to Michelob Ultra. I'm going for what was available in the free. Quinn, those Mick Ultras from the Pens Preds game is still. Yeah, because no one wanted to drink those. I literally was like, I'm not taking that home. So, so here's here's what I did was I got drunk enough air. There you go. And now on to my pick for the Arizona Cardinals, Tom. I know you have Jermaine Johnson dropping. I say he goes here. I think he's the best uh, uh, replacement for uh, Chandler Jones that's available in this class. I think, you know, he, he's a type of guy, Florida State. If he was he, on my board, he'd be my guy right here, for sure. What I love about him is he is a true pass rusher. He is a true set-the-edge you have to turn up field and, and, and go into the middle of the field against him. And I think that's what Arizona needs. I think if I, uh, if, uh, is it, uh, is it Isaiah Simmons? Yes. Mm-hmm. The man who plays everything. Yeah. 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 I think if I, but he's more, mo- most traditionally a middle linebacker. If Isaiah Simmons had someone like that on, on his side of the field that could, you know, force the play to him. Madden players love Isaiah Simmons, by the way. What 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 what's his base speed in like 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 franchise? It's it's, it's like mid nineties, like ninety five. But he's also listed as a safety that you play as a sub linebacker. Which is problem. ridiculous at middle linebacker. Ridiculous. But anyway, I th- I think that's a good combo. Jermaine Johnson, he's the perfect edge, not just the perfect pass rusher. He sets the outside. You do not get outside of him. And against the pass. So I love that. And he's available at 23. So Arizona takes him 100%. I don't like David Ajabo Ajabo just because the the Achilles is scary. The Achilles is going to drop him out of the first round, unfortunately. And it's going to cost him money. And you hate to see that. And I want to see him drafted because he was, because before. Before the injury, I honestly have like the Jets taking him at four before Sauce Gardner. 
But since he's hurt, as yep. much as you invest in the future, you also have to invest in the present, and that's why Jermaine Johnson wins out. Yeah, so with that, we'll get to pick 24, uh, Dallas Cowboys, uh, Tom. Tyler Linderbaum. The Dallas Cowboys need to reload that offensive line. They lost Connor Williams and uh, Lyle Collins in the offseason. Linderbaum, I think, can play all three middle positions, uh, so I think he just sits best there, and they really need to address it because they did not do a good job of that in the offseason. Yeah, uh, I'm with you, but obviously Linderbaum's off my board, but I got him taking Zion Johnson here at tackle. Okay. Kobe. I have them going the opposite side of the ball. I have them going Albert uh, a B. Man, this is another. It's the Penn State guy. Abikite. Abikite, right? Abikite. Uh, it... Close enough. Whoever the fuck, however the fuck you pronounce this guy's name, it's an edge rusher out of Penn State. Dallas yeah. loves Penn State. Put him across man. from D-Law. Yeah, yeah. And it puts Micah Parsons back at middle linebacker, the off-ball linebacker. And as much as – Micah Parsons is a great guy to put uh, as a gimmick guy in the edge and then the pass rush. Micah Parsons is best served as C-ball, get-ball guy. Yeah. Um, so next- puts him in it seems like the Penn State connection is there. I think they go there. Next up, uh, Buffalo Bills at 25. This is another one of my reach picks. I think they reach for running back here, but I got him taking a Brees Hall right here. Buffalo Bills, he becomes an instant RB1, both on that team and in fantasy football. Tom. I got to go uh, agree with you there, Quinn. I have Brees Hall going to Buffalo. Fits their scheme. Fits exactly what they're looking for. Um, but Singletary experiments over. Singletary's good, but not good enough. Yep. Kobe. I agree with you guys, but I went to a more immediate need. I think there's going to be running backs in the second round. I think Andrew Booth Jr. is not going to be available in the second round, which is why I have the Buffalo Bills 25. Yeah. All right. Uh, 26, Tennessee Titans. Kobe. This is where I have Linderbaum going. It kind of hurt me to see him go this late, but again, I went back through. No one really needed a center that bad. I think Linderbaum falls to Tennessee. I think that allows them to uh, to bolster that O-line and get in front of Derrick Henry and keep him productive. Yeah, I'm kind of with you, Kobe. I think uh, Linderbaum's draft status could be the most volatile in the draft. Uh, Tom. I got Zion Johnson going here. Uh, the Titans need to fix that offensive line. Uh, in case you all didn't know, Ryan Tannehill is the second most quarterback in the NFL with 47 sacks, right behind Joe Burrow with 51. God, that's that. a jump. <laughs> yeah, right? I, that's a glaring, four different sacks, right? Uh, I think that's a glaring issue that needs to be addressed. Yes, yeah, it's a nice to have uh, you know, Derrick Henry in the back. Sure, but if you can't protect the quarterback on third down, we got problems. And also, it would help if Taylor Lewan was a little more healthy. But I think Zion Johnson helps fill kind of the rest of the gaps. Yeah, for me, I had a lot of the offensive linemen off the board here that Tennessee would look to take in round one. But I did still have Daxton Hill on the board, and I think him 
paired with Kevin Byard would be fucking nasty. So that's where I have him going. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 27, Tom. I'm going to butcher his last name. George Carlifant out of Purdue. He's a uh, defensive end that can also play the interior. Uh, he played at Purdue. He got who has a talent, but just got manhandled by the Big Ten. It was this guy. He very strong, very powerful, great move. Not the best pass rusher, but a good enough pass rusher that between his run defense and his pass rushing, he can get better. Um, and I just think this is the best move for Tampa. Reload that defensive line. Keep adding young guys to it. Um, I just think it's a better fit. And he's he's a guy who you can work on, but will also work and pay off in the interim. Uh, Kobe, who you got here? I actually have Devontae Wyatt still on my draft board, which I don't think either of you do. No, he went to New England for me, and he went way earlier for uh, Tom. Yeah, so at that point, it's a no-brainer for me. He fell. He shouldn't have, but he did. Because again, this is the trench. This is the trench draft class. Devonte Wyatt, alongside Vita, Vita Vea, absolutely uh, a dynamic duo. Uh, problematic. That's um, a good. Yeah. For me, for me with Tampa, I think they got a big need at corner, and uh, Booth uh, Booth Junior just fell to them. They'll grab him right here at twenty-seven. And then I'll go ahead and go with the Packers first. I already kind of hinted towards it. They're going two wide receivers. This is where I have Jahan Dotson going. Is it 28 to the Packers? So they're going to get Alave and Dotson in the same class. Tom? So I've had uh, Jacoby Dean falling. Um, again, I've talked about, we, we talked about him earlier, but I just think with this loaded linebacker and defensive line class, um, He's just going to get lost in the shuffle. I think he's going to land in Green Bay's lap and just bolster that defense that just was absolutely great to watch sacking the quarterback last year when healthy. Uh, Kobe. The one thing the pre- the Packers lacked, they had edge, they had edge rush, they had coverage. They didn't have up the middle. Uh, pass rush, and they didn't have up the middle run stop. He tackle. I think. Can he Clark? Huh? Can he Clark? Yes. They need another one. Boye Mafe. He's going to play more of a three-four defensive end kind of type. He's a more athletic type, like you said earlier. He played three-four outside linebacker. You think so? Yes, that's I have him going to the Cardinals replacing Chandler Jones. Okay, well maybe he plays outside linebacker, which I, which still works here because he's just replacing uh, Zadarius Smith. I I don't disagree. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, I think he plays a D end uh, outside. Your linebacker. your pick still makes sense, just where you're thinking he's going to play. Did I think he's going to turn into a Cam Hayward? Where on the, he's not big enough. Where on the th- I think they make him gain weight. You got to keep that in mind too. He gains a few pounds on the on the uh, three four defense. He plays D end on and the six four two sixty five. He's not two, a three four D end. Two sixty five is a lot. I mean, yeah, but 
I, I just don't see him there. I, I, I think he's the perfect replacement for Zedarius Smith if he, if he goes there. Aiden Hutchinson's only 260. Why is he an edge? You know what I mean? Yeah, an edge. Yeah. I think not a 3 4 DN, an edge. Boye, Boye Mafe, they make him gain 15 pounds. He plays a 280. He's a 3 4 DN, and he's an edge rusher on the nickel. All right. Um, next up, well, actually, let's let's rapid fire these two because it's Chiefs back to back at 29 and 30. Tom, who are your two? Uh, I got Logan Hall and Booth coming off here. The boxer? Logan Hall, not Logan Paul. <laughs> I heard Paul too. I'm not gonna lie. Did you hear Paul? Um, my bad. Logan Hall with an H. Yeah. All right. Uh, Kobe. I say Watson out of North Dakota State. He had a four point three six forty. I think what you're missing is the speed on that on that in that receiving core. So give me Watson. Yes, he's raw talent. Yes, he's FCS. Yes, he's unproven. I still think that speed translates. Speed kills. Yep. Wait, who'd you say after Watson? Who was your other one? Uh, sign the safety. I think Jordan Reed doesn't play every position like uh, like uh, Honey Badger did, like Tyron Matthew did. Sign okay. can. Yeah. Uh, so me and you kind of agree on safety, but I got Jalen Pitre at safety, and then okay. um, finally he comes off the board. Nicobe Dean, I have falling all the way to thirty to the Kansas City Chiefs, which like I was sitting there looking at my board and I was like, God, he should go higher. And I kept looking up. I was like. I don't know where the fuck to put him. I got him falling all the way to 30 to Kansas City. Um, next up here, got the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. I'll lead this one off. They lost CJ Uzama. Bring back in a tight end, Trey McBride, to the Bengals here at 31. Tom. Quinn, I'm so glad you said that. Oh, my gosh. I'm, and I'm on this it. Is a, this is a bad quarterback class. It's an even worse tight end class because everyone's moving away from the tight ends. But the tight ends that are in this class are quality tight ends. Yep. It's, it's a, I think Trey McBride is an upgrade from C.J. Uzama. C.J. Uzama was a great tight end for the Bengals. I think Trey McBride's going to be a little bit better. He's a much sharper route runner, and he's a much tougher runner with the ball. Um, so I definitely have Trey McBride here. If not Trey McBride, because everyone's scared to get tight ends in this draft, I think Boy Mafe, I have him falling here. And this is where he lands. He's too good of a quality pick for Cincy. But I really think it's going to be Trey McBride. I really like him. I think he's going to be a great prospect. He reminds me a lot of Tyler Eifert when Tyler Eifert came out of Notre Dame. Moving All right, Kobe. Kobe. I actually have them going O-line here. I have them going Kenyon Green at guard. That was their biggest. Weakness was guard, was interior line. So he's the best interior lineman available. Give me Kenyon Green. He's a good run blocker. He's a good pass blocker. He's a good. Did we just lose Kobe? I don't know. But no, no, there he is. But yeah, no, Kenyon Green definitely good ad there for Cincinnati. 
last pick of the first round, Detroit Lions. They've got this pick from the Rams. Um, and finally, I'll have a second QB come off my board. Kenny Pickett goes right here. He sneaks into the first round at 32 uh, to the Detroit Lions. Tom. So I had a hard, hard time looking at this pick. I changed this pick four times. I'm not going to lie to you. So I actually have four picks for this that would fit, and they all work really, really well. Um, I think if they go quarterback, I think it'll be Desmond Ritter because he fits better with what Jared Goff does. Um, And then I think if not Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell, just because he's a little bit more polished, um, tougher dude. I think he's a very similar player to Baker Mayfield, just didn't have the talent around him. Uh, but can definitely come in and play well. Um, but where I think they're actually going to go, I think they're going to lean towards defense. I think they're going to go and get Christian Harris out of Alabama. Mm. I mean, he's, got, he's got great speed. I love watching him run all over the field. But, you know, it's linebackers, they do need like a year or so, I think, to grow. Um, but also, again, I have early on, you know, Detroit going with Trevon Walker. Um, so you put, I don't know, you put a linebacker and a DN that are really polished out of the SEC. They kind of seem like Dan Campbell guys, just hard-nosed, tough-nosed guys. I think that's where it's really going to end up, my personal opinion, Christian Harris. Um, I don't think they're going to go quarterback they'll probably get one who falls in the second round. But Christian Harris, that's where I'm going. Toby. Kenny Pickett. <laughs> look, look, he's a very athletic guy. I think he fits with uh, what uh, Jared Goff can do. He's kind of athletic, kind of accurate. He's not the best. But he he's all around good in all categories. Um. The big thing is Jared Goff's not your long-term answer. Kenny Pickett might be, and you do stretch for a a, a first-round quarterback when you can't have the fifth the fifth year option. You know, obviously he's not going to start next year. They've already covered deep earlier in my draft. The the Detroit Lions did cover defense with Hutchinson. I think they go Pickett here. And I think the reason is they can get that fifth year option, even if they could stretch, even if they could get Corral, Ritter, or, you know, or any of the others in the second round. I think he's your best option at 32. He He's accurate. He, My concern is that arm talent, which I think will come. I think NFL coaches will help him get there. But I think the big thing is uh, the fifth year option there. Um, Kenny Pickett, he's the second best quarterback in the draft, arguably the best pro ready quarterback in the draft. I think you could even, uh, move on from golf middle of the season, whenever the lines inevitably still suck. I think what I find the funniest thing about Kenny Pickett going to Detroit is he is eerily similar to Jared Goff coming out of college. Yeah. Play yeah. well. I I I think Kenny Pickett's a more athletic, mobile, um, and a bigger arm than Jared Goff. But here's the thing: 
Jared Goff got scrutinized coming out of Cal about small hands. Um, uh, that sounds familiar. He couldn't hold on to the ball. He's not going to be able to hold up in the winter. The thing I, though, I think where Kenny Pickett and Jared Goff start to stray off from each other, Kenny Pickett's played in cold weather his entire college career uh, and has almost no fumbles to show for it. Um, and comparison to Jared Goff, he's played in Cal, Los Angeles. Now he's playing in an indoor stadium in Detroit. And the games where Jared Goff had a couple fumbles, bad weather games. I just, I think... Kenny Pickett's just a better Jared Goff. So, but, you know, that will remain to be seen. Yeah, well, so real quick, uh, before we start to wrap up here, we're going to rapid fire one each. So I said for each of y'all to bring a potential trade into this draft, who do you think is going to move? If, if someone was going to move, you don't have to give me the whole package. But if a team was going to move up, who are they going to move up and who are they going to get at that pick? Tom. Pittsburgh's going to trade with Washington Commanders. I think this is where they go after Malik Willis. Um, I think this is where they take him to compete with Carson Wentz. I really, I just, it, Pittsburgh can't afford, can't afford not to. It, it just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense for them to not try and go after Malik Willis. Um, worst comes to worst, Malik Willis doesn't work out. You still have Mitchell Trubisky, who is far better than anyone else on that roster. Uh, looking at you, Mason Rudolph. And I mean, I just, I, if I'm Pittsburgh and we just lost Big Ben, I want to reload that quarterback position as fast as possible. 11 would make sense to fall to 11. Yeah. Malik Willis. It would yep. make a lot of sense. Um, especially if Carolina goes. Uh, in a different direction. I had him taking Kenny Pickett early just because I think a lot of people get a little trigger happy with quarterbacks. But I think, I think the commanders will trade Steelers make sense. Malik Willis uh, will fit better with that offense. Imagine Najee Harris and Malik Willis in the same backfield. If I am a linebacker, I hate my life, especially if there's an RPO, you got to sit there and go, do I take the guy who can run or do I take the guy who can run or pass? I don't know which one to take. Like, you know, so you kind of have yep. to play around with it. And I think it'll, I think it'll also rival Lamar Jackson. Cause you got, you got to equal who you have with you in the, uh, in the conference and the vision. So I think, I think that's where the Steelers are going to go. Mike Tomlin is a very innovative coach. He's always ahead of the curve. It seems like he's always getting players that are, way before the time, I always said Ryan Shane's ear was that lightweight, speedy linebacker that plays now. He's what Micah Parsons, he was what Micah Parsons is now. Fly all over the field, tackles really well. So I think I think that's where Malik Wilson will end up, is as a Steeler at pick number 11. Kobe, what's your trade? So my pick is my, my trade is I have two trades actually. Well, give me uh, one and uh, quickly. Okay. Uh, sorry. Uh, Steelers trade up. I think it's trade up for Kyle Hamilton. Um, I just think that they, they signed. Uh, Where do you have them going to? Who are they trading with? There's a, there's a couple different options, right? So there, okay. there's Carolina. I don't think Carolina takes, I think they eventually take Willis, but I think they take him later. Right. 
There's also the Giants. They have two first round pit, two top ten picks, two top. Get seven. one of those. All right. Right, and then the other trade, real, real rapid fire. I think the Jets are going to try for Debo Samuel. And I think the package they're going to offer is going to be something that John Lynch, even though he can't ever imagine, that's his quote, I can't ever imagine trading Debo Samuel. For the 10th overall pick to get someone like uh, like we talked about earlier, uh, Garrett Wilson, you're going to fucking trade him. Kiss my ass. Yeah. We'll see. Um, mine, and and, and uh, the, the Niners going up to 10 is something I thought about. And then I started looking at some of the moves the Chargers seem to be making and the players started watching some smoke screens while at the same time not smoke screens where they weren't meeting with people but were very closely paying attention to them. I got the Chargers moving up to seven with the New York Giants to get Derek Stingley. Okay. And then that secondary is set. You're running Asante in the nickel. You're running Stingley and J.C. Jackson outside. And so that is the trade that I am bringing in. And with that, Tom, where can they find you at? Uh, at T-S-I-E-B-A-N-4 on Instagram. Uh, I think it's the same for my Twitter. I never remember. Uh, but you guys can find me on there. Uh, weightlifting and face-based content, as you guys have heard before. Uh, Kobe. As always on Twitter at beefgarvin36, hit me up. I'll talk you about talk to you about anything. Obviously, fantasy football as we're talking about now. I'll talk to you about fucking beers, fucking mushrooms, fucking <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. Yeah, anything. Hit me up. What about you, Quinn? Yeah, uh, you can find me at Quinn underscore Kusky on Twitter. Just had a conversation with a guy the other day that listens to the pod was wanting some Madden advice. So, you know, whatever, whatever you're looking for, uh, you know, shoot me, you know, at me, shoot me a DM, whatever Quinn underscore Cusky hit me up there. As always, I got a music moment for you. Uh, and I always try to bring in new music and I'm doing that today. Uh, Papa Roach just dropped a new album. It's fucking awesome. I'm going to give you all the title trap, the title track. This is Ego Trip, Papa Roach. We're out. When I'm living a lie, I gotta remind myself sometimes to never get high on supply. Cause when I get high, I'm on an ego trip. I'm on an ego trip. I'm on an ego trip. I gotta tell myself sometimes to calm down. Never get high on the old supply. They say never get high on the old supply. Now I'll never get high on my old supply. Sometimes to come down